And this next guest right here has kicked in the door and uh, really, really created a nice path for him. I'm loving what I'm hearing from him, loving what I'm reading from him. And he joins us every Thursday at 4.30. It's TKO with the great Tim O'Keefe. And Timmy changed up his handle so we could find him a little easier these days. It's TKO underscore picks. I love it, Tim. Nice work by you all the way around, my friend. Oh, Sean, thank you. And look, I, I mix it up. I love the nickname. I think the best nicknames are the ones that just originate out of other people giving them to you. And I've loved it, and I'm, I'm driving right into that. So we mix up the handle. And, yeah, look, Sean, it's been exciting. It's been an awesome couple weeks doing this. And we are we are on opening day with baseball. I couldn't be happier, and I'm excited to be here. You know what I need from you, though? I, I, has anyone ever told you you sound like Mel Kuyper? No, but I love that. I'm uh, all in. I, man, I, I, I love that. He, I, I, can, I, I have... You know what I want? I want you to do us a, a like a segment for for the upcoming draft. Just give me a mock Kuiper. I'm telling you, close your eyes. People will hear this at Fox PHL Gambler. Am I out of my mind, or does Tim sound like Mel Kuiper? I'm telling you, I just get this Kuiper vibe from you right now, man. I love it. And we got the draft coming up, and now that you said that, I am more than happy to try to come up with something. We're going we're gonna to have some fun with this over the next couple of weeks. Let's do it. Here's what Eagles need to do. They're going to take no, – I can't. I, I don't have a good Kuiper, but I, I hear it in you. Uh, excellent. And I'll tell you what, never mind the sound of your voice, everything that you're digging up, everything that you're putting out there for us to uh, pick up on as far as information, insight, all that, it's very Kuiper-esque. I will put you on that damn level, Tim, killing it for us. So without further ado, I butter, buttered you up enough. Let's get into it, all right? Let's talk about some MLB opening day plays. First of all, last week, if you missed it, Tim O'Keefe was uh, it's podcast at foxpagegambler dot com. Gave us a few, couple futures as far as MLB is concerned. Today, we're going to talk about a few futures that I put in last night. I want to get uh, Tim's grade on that, and he's got a couple plays as far as in today's uh, MLB card. With that, first things first, MVP. I fired last night Tim O'Keefe on two players, one AL, one NL. NL, I think the Padres have the best chance to give the Dodgers a run for their money. I don't think it will happen, but I said, you know what? Something about being in a division, I think sneaking up on them, maybe it plays into it, shakes them up. Who knows? But the Padres are for real. Uh, so I went and put money on Manny Machado, 22 to 1 on the NL and the AL, Shohei Otani, uh, 20 to 1 for the Anaheim Angels. Your thoughts on both of my plays for MVP? MVP. So I'm going to start off in the NL with that Padres play. If you like the Padres, the value there is with Machado for sure. I 100% agree with your pick. Obviously, Tatis is the big name right now. He's got the huge contract and has only played less than 162 games so far in the league. But Machado last year was a star, and I'm expecting there could be some of that sophomore slump we know in baseball that we could see with Tatis Jr. Machado was a stud last year, I believe top three in MVP voting. So I love that value play there. If you're on on board with the Padres, I like the odds you're getting with Machado over Tatis Jr. Now we go to the AL, and that one, that's, that's buttered up ready for me because I am a big Shohei Otani guy personally when I look at this MVP number at 20 to 1. Obviously, since he came in the league, we haven't seen that big leap of success that we were expecting to see yet. But the narrative for him to win is just so easily painted there with the way I look at it. If he can just be a good hitter and a good pitcher, there's a good chance that this guy's going to be top three or top five in MVP voting. And when I say good, is it unreal? It can be 12 wins and ERA under 3-5, and if he can get 20 to 25 home runs, it's something we haven't seen since early 1900s. 
So that kind of narrative is something that could easily put him in AL MVP contention. Obviously, Mike Trout's there, so he's the favorite. Getting by him will be a challenge, but again, you're getting 20-1 to 1 on Otani. I can easily see that narrative playing out, and I love the value there. Nice. All right. Well, I took those for the MVP. I gave you the breakdown as far as my Padres idea is concerned. Quickly on this one, though, I had some fun with this. The Pittsburgh Pirates, 59-and-a-half wins this year. Are you kidding me? Like, that is, if I was a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, I would never wear a, a shirt, a hat, whatever it may be. If they're even close to that number, and I, I assume they will, but come on, are they not going to really win 60-plus games this year? You mean to tell me the Pittsburgh Pirates can't muster up 64 out of 162 to win? All I need is 60. Sean is. Uh, I think that's going to be a fun bet to monitor over the course of the year. Let me let me put it that way. It's the Pirates are. They don't have anybody left. They've moved on from all their pieces. Josh Bell went to the Nationals, and they've moved on from other players as well. They do have one young, exciting player in Key Brian Hayes that we'll keep an eye on. That he's going to be in the NL Rookie of the Year contention, partially because someone on the Padres is going. To, or sorry, excuse me, the Pirates is going to have to be driving in runs, and I think Hayes can be doing that for when they are driving in runs. They have Gregor Polanco, who is a former quality player, and we'll see if he can bounce back. I think the problem is they might trade him if he bounces back. It's going to be a fun best monitor. If you're making me take it, I would be with you on the over. I Personally, it's going to be a fun one to monitor. I can see them coming right around that number. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I just figured it would be a, a fun one to have you know in play throughout the course of the season on air. And uh, it would actually make me pay attention to the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, uh, very little. But, you know, just so much that I, I need a winning ticket. That's all there's to it. Um, all right, enough of me. Let's get over to you, though. Let's talk about two games that you like today. Of course, MLB opening day. Let's fire up that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Take a peek at some of these games. A lot of them opened up early. We did have a rainout in Boston. We did have the Nationals and Mets canceled due to COVID-related issues. Uh, but, uh, Timmy, your first game, you want to start with the – we're going to go to 10 o'clock games here. I like that. A little late night games. First up, let's talk about the Angels. We were just discussing them a little bit. This is a great matchup. Taking on the White Sox here. Um, Bundy on the mound. Giolito on the mound for the Sox. Sox road, minus 115 favorite on a money line. Total coming in at 8. Your thoughts on this game is what? Yeah, Sean. So, diving in, when I look at it, I look at this depth picture match we just mentioned. Giolito versus Dylan Bundy. Giolito, two years ago, was a Cy Young candidate, was an electric pitcher, and he's still a very young guy and is developing and getting better. Dylan Bundy, on the other hand, Dylan Bundy came up into this league, and there's some expectations coming for him, and he didn't live up to it until kind of last year. He held his ERA under 330 and really had a very – he had the best year of his career so far, and we're seeing some potential come out of him. With, uh, for the White Sox, Eloy Jimenez, I think everyone's familiar with by now, he's out for several months and then coming back to July or August. And now when I look at these lineups on paper with that adjustment, I think they're pretty even lineups. Again, I told you, I think Bundy is a very good pitcher, and it's actually closer a pitching matchup than the names would recommend when you hear Giolito versus Bundy. And when I look at both lines being even, it makes me kind of get a vibe that these teams are really more even uh, on even keel than the odds are saying. So I see the Angels at home getting plus money at plus 105, like you just mentioned. And I, I am taking that home 
dog to start the year, and I am buying into the Angels getting a win tonight over the White Sox, even though they have Giolito on the hill. Let's go. I, I, I'm buying what you're selling right there. Absolutely loving that pick. TKO underscore picks. TKO underscore picks is where you can find Tim O'Keefe. He joins us every Thursday at 430. We're going to go over the NBA a little bit, maybe squeeze in some Final Four if we can. Quickly, though, on the next game up for the MLB today, another 10 o'clock start here, the Giants and Mariners. How about this? Uh, we got the Giants on the road at Seattle, minus 117, and uh, total coming in at 8. Your thoughts on this game is what, Tim? Sure, Sean. So, again, kind of building off that same thought I had with just Dylan Bundy a second ago, we look at Kevin Gossman versus Marco Gonzalez, two guys who, look, they're, they're not the big names. You're not pumped up like, hey, I'm going to the ballpark and I'm seeing either of these guys pitching today. But both of them last year really did have a – they had career years again. They were solid. And I know it's the shortened season, and we have to take that with a grain of salt, and I'm curious to see how it pans out over the course of the year. But I'm tending to give respect that, hey, these guys are better than they were in the past, and I think that can carry into this season, especially early on. So, and then I took a look at both of these lineups, and between both teams, the scariest name, bat that I saw was Mike Yastrzemski, who, who is a good player. He's sure. a very good player, and he might be an all-star this year for the Giants. But if he's the best hitter on either lineup, then neither lineup should really be scaring you. I'm liking the under here at eight. I think both pitchers can start out this year on a good note, building off of last season. And again, I just said neither lineup's really scaring me. So I think I'm, I'm feeling good taking the under eight here in that late slate. I agree. That's both good plays right there to get it going here. Opening day MLB. I love it. Two good plays out to shoot from Tim O'Keefe. Make sure you follow him at TKO underscore picks. TKO underscore picks. All right, let's switch gears, Tim. Let's get on over to the NBA. Of course, 76ers back in action this evening. No Joel Embiid. We hope next on Saturday he will make his triumphant return after three weeks off dealing with the injury against the T-Wolves. But tonight they're taking on the Cavs. Ten-point favorites still on the road. Final game of the six-game road trip that they are continue to be on here. Uh, seven games in all as far as the NBA is concerned. You have three plays. I don't know where we're going. Number one, are the Sixers one of your plays, Tim? Uh, the Sixers are not one of my plays tonight, Sean. Again, I, obviously, this is a Sixers fan. I'm, I, we need to see them bounce back tonight. Before these last two games on the road trip, it seemed like they had figured out a way to win without Embiid. And then we saw that blowout the other night where they got beat up by Denver. So hopefully they bounce back. They're facing that Cavaliers team that is not that great, not that great an opponent. And I want to see them really capitalize and have a strong end to this road trip before they can come home. Obviously, still holding on to the top spot in the East. So that's very key. And I like winning games against teams like Cleveland is going to be big for them. I don't specifically have a play on this game tonight. When I look at line, nine and a half, it's a pretty big number for the Sixers without Embiid. The 213 number, if you maybe take it, I would take the over. But, again, that's not an official play. Just, hey, if you want to have action on the Sixers, that's probably my play, 213. I think they play a little faster tonight, uh, and we could get over that number. Excellent. All right, where are we going first play tonight, then? Sure. So I'm going to take you back to the last couple teams that the Sixers actually played, where we're going Nuggets versus Clippers uh, starting at 10 o'clock tonight, kind of a big game on the slate tonight. Denver has won four of five against the spread, including three straight, and the Clippers have won six of seven against the spread. So both teams have been hot in the books. These teams only met once this time this year, and that was actually back on Christmas Day when we were opening up the season, and the Clippers won and covered that matchup. Uh, looking back at it, I, I want to think back, though, to last year when Denver really was a shock of the playoffs when they were able to take down the Clippers, and uh, they kind of ruined the all-L.A. Final, uh, Western Conference Final we were expecting. And then I think Denver, or Denver's now since added Aaron Gordon, and they've been really hot in those last three games since he's been on the team. Paul George is questionable tonight. 
And that line is Nuggets by two. They are favored in L.A. And really, my gut is just telling me that this could be a Nuggets blowout, potentially. But blowout, let's say around 10 points. I am buying in that the Nuggets are going to come into L.A. tonight and just take care of business. Ooh, that's interesting. Because, yeah, I think people, a lot of people would see that low number as far as uh, the, the Clippers are concerned. And they, they'd probably fire on them. But I agree with you. The Denver Nuggets have been playing some great basketball with the addition of Aaron Gordon. Of course, they just lumped the Sixers up. Uh, so that should be a great game. Definitely the game of the evening. All right, next game up for Tim. Well, we'll go from the game of the night to the not game of the night. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the Wizards versus the Pistons facing off in Detroit. Uh, Wizards, nothing specific at the book trend-wise. Five and five in their last ten. Three and seven straight up in those contests. Detroit, a little bit hotter. Seven and three against the spread, but three and seven straight up. So they're covering but not winning. I was actually kind of surprised. You know, I took a look at the standings. Washington, as it sits right now, is only two games out of a playoff spot, that 10-seed playoff spot now, just to remind everybody for that play-in tournament. So they have some meaning to this game. Like, they're not out of it. Two games by any stretch, there's still plenty of basketball to be played. And these teams actually matched up earlier this week, and Washington won and covered, winning 106-92 to when they were at home. And Detroit is uh, – Detroit's um, – excuse me. Detroit's at home now. And this is the second half of a back-to-back to them playing last night. So it could be a tough spot for them. But now that I just gave you all a lot of reasons why the Wizards might be to play, we're going to have a little fun on April Fool's, and I'm going to switch it on you. Now we're going to go over to Detroit because that's actually my play for tonight is I like the Pistons. Bradley Beal is not going to play. Eric Six, I shouldn't say not going to play tonight. He is listed as questionable going into the game tonight and probably is going to be 100% even if he does play. He was there for that game the last week where the Pistons lost by a good amount. So if they don't have a, if the Wizards don't have a full Beal, I'm not buying in that they're going to be able to handle this, handle this Pistons team, even though the Pistons aren't anything special. He's averaging 31 points for them and missing their top player. It's just a tough thing for the Wizards to recover from. I don't think they're coming into this matchup favored by three against Detroit, and I don't think the Wizards, potentially without their best player at 100%, is a good enough team to be favored on the road against anybody. So I will take Detroit as the home dog here, getting three points. Woo-wee! Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Any other plays from the NBA card catching your attention tonight, Timmy? Yes, sir. I got one last Ooh, one. We let's hear Warriors. It. We got Warriors and Heat. So the Heat have been cold at the books overall in their last eight games, losing six of eight. The only caveat I'm going to throw in there is the two wins were their last two games, to give them credit. But still, the bigger trend, the last eight games, two and eight against, uh, two and six in their last eight against the spread. Warriors have also been struggling, to be clear. They've lost four or five against the spread and straight up. So both teams have been struggling here as we're getting down. And I think both, both of them have playoff aspirations with coming into this season, especially after Miami made the finals last year. When I looked at these recent streaks, it's easier for me to understand the Warriors because the Warriors, in all four of their losses, Steph Curry was not playing. Now And then in their last game when he came back, they won and covered. So I'm able to get that story behind it more. Butler was missing a few games during that stretch for Miami, but he was involved in plenty of those losses. And then the real key that I'm looking at this matchup is Miami is coming off a back-to-back. And it's not that they have really bad back-to-back trends in the league, but this is a back-to-back where they have to travel a decent amount on the afternoon. So a lot of times we talk about those back-to-backs. It's back-to-back home games or very close travel. They played, last, they played Indiana last night, and they had to fly about three hours after that game to get right ready back at home for a game less than 24 hours against the, the Warriors. And I'm just buying – I'm not – buying in that they're going to be ready to take on this Warriors team, which is back at full strength with Curry and Draymond Green ready to go. Warriors are getting three points right now on the road by the latest line. I am taking the Warriors here. I think they have 
they have it more figured out, and I have questions about Miami going forward personally. I love it. All right, a couple plays there. We got MLB plays. We got NBA plays. TKO underscore picks. Timmy has you covered. You can read them at phillyhumpshire.com and hear them every Thursday with me on The Gambler. I know he's been making appearances with uh, with John Jansen at night, uh, doing a great job covering everything for us here on The Gambler as a whole. All right, Tim, we'll get you out of here on this one, though. You put your six-pack of, of picks every Saturday out. We do have the Final Four tipping off on Saturday. Gonzaga, 14-point favorites over UCLA in the nightcap. To get the party started up, Baylor and Houston, five-point spread. Will we see an underdog cover in either one of those games? And if so, which one? So what I would say is if you're making me take the underdog, I would take UCLA in that big spread because it's a Final Four matchup. And, you know, you expect – I expect there to be a fight. I know Gonzaga has been incredible. If you're making me call one, I would think it's UCLA can hold it within 14 and a half. I really don't like Houston coming into that match. My favorite play, and I'll give a little preview, one of my favorite plays in the Saturday six-pack is going to be the Baylor Bears mm. against Houston. So I'm going to rattle off a couple of numbers for you. I played this game with uh, John earlier in the week in the line change. If I told you, told you the numbers 15, 10, 11, and 12, what do they mean? And if you were listening, you got to let us know because I, I, I don't want any cheaters here. Oh, well, I already know. Isn't it the seeds that uh, Houston beat to get to where they're at right now, which is a first in NCAA history? Ding, ding, ding. Yes, sir. You win. Uh, that. Yeah, Houston has not had to play a top-quality team yet. I know, obviously, hey, you get into the tournament, you have to play who, who's in front of you, and Houston has done that, and they've made it here. I expect them to not be ready to face a team like Baylor, and I think Baylor's going to really handle them coming Saturday. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll continue to read you at com Every Saturday, his six-pack of picks. TKO knocking it out of the park every Thursday right here at 4.30 on the Daily Ticket. Tim O'Keefe, ladies and gentlemen, mandatory follow, TKO underscore picks. Tim, best of luck on all your plays. We'll catch up over the weekend, and I'm looking forward to uh, Baylor beating down Houston, my friend, on Saturday night. Sean, thank you again. A pleasure as always, and a happy opening day to everyone listening. Happy We're back, baby. A full 162. Here Let's go. do it. Go Phils. There he is, Tim O'Keefe. Uh, TKO underscore picks. Fantastic. Changed up his handle. Love it. And of course, bringing the information, you hear it, the insight, the info, all that. He knows what he, he knows what matters when it comes to sports gambling. So this is what it's all about. Getting you guys the right information and allowing you to uh, do whatever it is that you want to do with it. You want to believe in his plays. You want to fade him. You want to skip him. Whatever. But bottom line is he is on it for us on the gambler.